0: I'm not a cat person, I don't like cats,
1: but I mean you they're have fine I't do like,
2: which is you right you have a chihuahua, which is basically a cat.
0: He goes outside though, and he doesn't aggravate my allergies It's the cat
2: of the <laughs> dog world As I don't my mind ex cats' had they're a fine long-haired chihuahua it was basically we treated him like we had three cats instead of <laughs> two cats and a dog
0: yeah. Yeah. I just like, I didn't grow up with animals at all. So I've always been afraid of most animals, to be honest. So I, when I was with my ex, he wanted to get dogs. So I like, we went places and I kind of met dogs, like slowly, like dog cafes and things where we lived. They had dog cafes. Mm -hmm. So I would go and meet dogs and stuff. And then now I'm not afraid of most dogs. But other animals, like horses, I'm still afraid of horses. I will not ride a horse. I tried to once, had a panic attack. Like two minutes into it, just most animals—they're fine on on the the television or uh, you know computer. <laughs> but in real life, being around animals just freaks me out because I was not around them at all when I was younger. And both of my parents—I kind of
1: feel you on horses hate
0: cats. Yeah, they hate cats. They think that wow. all cats should just be exterminated. Type of people, but more, I'm fine with more it. More about
1: like
2: the horse people is what I have a problem with. The people that are really into <laughs> horses, I'm a little hesitant towards. Um, I have an issue about and I I've, I've pinned it down to it's about the number of legs. Like two and four legs I'm I'm fine with, but when you have zero legs, like a snake <laughs> or a worm, I get very freaked out about and more you, like, know, what? you know. I octopus. like snakes.
0: I think the I like reason that too. I like snakes my elementary school had two massive boa constrictors. And that so that was really the only animal that I was ever around were these two big fucking snakes. And so I was really comfortable. I, I loved them. I would just every time, you know, they would get them out. It wasn't like every day or even every week, but they would get them out once in a while. We'd all get to hold the snakes. And I was always like the first in line. So I think that's part of it is just that was really the only animal that I had exposure to as a child.
2: <laughs> Kills like draping it across her neck like a boa you, know. yeah, you can relate to them I personally them,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, but again even like a lot of legs spiders octopus a millipede or a centipede ugh, d- no no
1: way I think I have a thing with birds i with me it's it's flapping uh wings get on my um get under my skin whenever anything flaps very quickly or noisily like you know be it bug or bird i would just say winged things like tiny winged things really fucking unnerved the shit out of me.
0: Birds are dirty, it's like an owl. We yeah, yeah. When I got older, we had parakeets, and they were fine. You know, they were just like in a in their cage. They didn't really do much. And then sometimes they would get out, and like my we would have to catch them and put them back in their cages. But now I don't. I don't have an affinity for birds or any any. I I like dogs. I'm a dog person. I don't like rodents at all. I cannot handle any kind of rodents. I think I've told you guys a little bit about like my projectile vomiting experiences. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I do not like them. Like, even if they're on TV, I have to like stand or like move my feet off the floor. I have to like get off the floor. I'm just even thinking about it now. I don't like it at all. And bats. Bats are rodents with wings. They're so cute, though.
1: Yeah. I love Any kind
0: of, (laughs) even like raccoons, people think raccoons are cute, but to me they're just, they're just, oh no,
1: raccoons are pretty, uh, I've had like, it might just be me being a coward, but I've I've had like a confrontation with raccoons once in my, when I was uh, working at a movie theater, I was taking trash out late at night and they were digging through the trash and I was kind of walking up with these two bags and three raccoons came out and like all hissed at me at once. And, like, their eyes were glowing because of the lights and everything. It oh was my absolutely God. terrifying. So, no, I am not in the...
0: I was like I, a gang it's take of raccoons.
1: Some... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrifying. I mean, it was, you know, and they carry rage. and like yeah, it like the, the
2: punks in the beginning of Terminator. <laughs> like, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like the raccoon still oh, yeah. Paxton. Oh, yeah.
1: It felt, it felt oddly, it felt dangerous, like, you know, um, I had to come out, I had to go back inside and tell my coworkers, like, you know, no, I can't go out, there's raccoons out there, we'll just take (laughs) the trash out later, let them have it, you know?
0: I like like to read about diseases, infectious diseases and whatnot are very interesting (laughs) to me, and any kind of disease, not just, like, infectious kinds, but I read a book about rabies, and that's super, yeah, exactly, it was very interesting, but, um, One time I was in a larger city where I was living, and I looked over and there was this, I think it was a possum, in the daytime, kind of like stumbling around. It may have been a raccoon, (laughs) I don't remember. It was... Something that carries rabies, or that's more common to carry rabies. But it was in daylight, stumbling around. Both of those are signs of rabies. And it was like approaching a family, which is also like if those animals come up to you and they're friendly, oh, they're, they, that's another sign. Not like friendly-friendly, but if they're like approaching you in the daylight. And so I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And the the mom is like, let's pet it and getting close to it. And I was like, no, oh my God. And then, yeah, and then it kind of like went into like the trash. It was just chilling in the trash and like going through the trash in daylight. But it was... Uh, I'm pretty My sure God. it was rabid because it was kind of like being weird and in in broad daylight. It's very scary, but don't let that's your the kids beginning of like a
1: Cujo knockoff. You know, no, like don't let your kids these-
0: <laughs> approach animals like that.
1: Yeah. That should be a sequel, to like a, like a like a opossum that Cujo bit, then goes on and you know bites other other things. That's a, that's a good sequel. You know, Cujo passes its evil on to a different animal.
0: I can't let my dog out after dark because he'll jump up and catch bats in the air.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, has he done this this before?
0: Yes. Yeah, the first time it happened, I, I was super high. I was super, super high, and I was sitting It was like summer, and I was in my porch. I didn't realize... Well, he went outside, and so I was like, "Okay, I'll just let him hang out for a little bit," even though it was dark. We don't have a lot of, we in the country. There's not a lot of lights. And I kept, he, I heard his, uh, all of a sudden his like tags on his collar were making a lot of noise. And he was like running around, and then I heard him kind of like, <laughs> like making noises. Like, what the fuck is that? So I got this flashlight out, and he's like throwing a bat around like playing with it like a toy, you know, like shaking it with his head and stuff and like throwing it around. And then I hear like the screeching, like bat screeching. And I was like, oh, my God. So I tried to get him to come inside and he was like bringing it inside with him. And I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And then I called uh, the vet, like a 24 hour vet and was like, I'm really high and I don't know if I'm just overreacting. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, does my dog have rabies? Is there a chance? And they were like, take the bat and put it in your freezer and then take it to some office and they'll test it for rabies. I was like, oh my god, fuck that! No, I am not. I'm not gonna put a bat in my freezer."
2: Like Arrested Development, dead dove do not eat, dead bat do not eat.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Jesus Christ, that is. I uh, I used to house it for my for my ex, and her dog would frequently bring in dead animal parts. Like he brought in, uh, he came in once with like half of a mouse, like hanging out of his his mouth. Like its little tail and feet were like kicking. Mm. <laughs> other, oh, time, oh, oh, oh. Rabbit, other time a rabbit, other time a rabbit's foot or something. It was just a rabbit's foot, like not like you know when you find in the kitchen, but like an actual like bloody stump of a rabbit's foot. Yeah, exactly. And it it only ever happened when I was house sitting. <laughs> like anytime that that family was gone, and it was just me at the house with this dog. He would go out and kill wildlife and bring it in for me.
0: That's sweet. He <laughs> didn't
1: do that at other houses. Yeah.
0: Anyway. We're talking about something else today, though. <laughs> let's start Let's start this episode. Let's talk about Are We Not Cats on the weekly podcast massacre. I'm your host, unfortunately. My name is Kill, and I'm joined by these guys.
2: I'm Michael from Portland, Oregon, but everyone calls me Murphy. Hi, and I'm Greg.
0: Our theme for this month is peace, love, and cats. So I have chosen this movie for that reason. And I hope you guys got some enjoyment out of it, because I love this movie.
2: Enjoyment is a strong word. I was very affected by this movie. I think it's very well done at times. I i, I mean, I only, I don't know what else to say besides Jesus fucking Christ kill. <laughs> I, I felt ill at times
1: yeah i I'd, I'd agree with that that it's it falls um I, I think i've described other movies on this podcast this way but it's an interesting movie and it's well done it's just maybe it's not a movie that's like enjoyable to watch minute to minute you know uh it's hard to say it was like a pleasant viewing experience
0: really i but, really uh, like this movie i think the soundtrack- i liked it i liked it I'm in love with the soundtrack and this is like a comfort movie to me, which now I feel like I'm super weird now that you guys are saying that it like made you physically no, know.
1: I can, I can totally see how I can, I, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. This is not, uh, cause I think I said that about shivers, but this is not a shiver situation. Um, or, I, uh, again, you know, enjoy is the watch strong again. word.
2: I liked it. I liked a lot about it. I don't know if I could recommend this to anyone honestly i i really don't think i could
1: or should honestly i i would recommend it more to like i think it's it's difficult to recommend as a horror movie um which is typically yeah. how you know it's the type of movies we look at on here and i would definitely say this is like a body horror movie like it's it's strong in using the human body to gross you out and get you to feel uncomfortable and it totally works in that regard but like Overall, this is like a romantic comedy, <laughs> you know? It's a and I think rom-com I would in-
0: body horror is how I would describe it.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I watched it on Tubi and it does say comedy, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I kind of I would recommend it to someone who was looking for like a weird romantic comedy, you know what I mean? Like an indie romantic comedy. Like this, this is better than a lot of those out there. <laughs> Just as a horror movie, maybe it is deliver what some people... Are looking for, you know. I
2: think it's very successful at what it's attempting to do, and I yeah. I cannot fault it for that. Like it is, it it wanted to make me uncomfortable. I mean, that's um, that's what I'm imagining the director's vision is to make me uncomfortable, and he succeeded tremendously.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's that's true. The director is Xander Robin. This is actually his first feature length film, which I have really appreciate when a director comes right out of the gate with something like this because I agree with you guys it's really well done and it definitely does what it's trying to do but this is based on his own stuff like his own yeah maybe he he, he like pulls out his own hair I think and like when you scratch <laughs> I have the names for all these conditions but um, so this movie was originally released in 2016. It did a, did the rounds at a bunch of film festivals. It won a bunch of awards. It won some Best Feature Film, Best Poster Design, Best Narrative. It was nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Film, Best New Director. Um, but it was released to us in 2018. I think um, Shudder has it. So it is a horror movie because Shudder has it, at least a little. Um, <laughs> and... And I like that it's an hour and 17 minutes long. It's not that long. it's also not rated so um it's it's not a very widely known movie, I don't think um the opening weekend box office it made three thousand nine hundred eighty three dollars and oh, man. gross this was released? us and Canada yes, probably not I mean it's probably if it's only three thousand nine hundred eighty three dollars it probably small, wasn't in that right? many theaters. Um, but uh, gross. No, U.S., and It, could have, just, and it could have been like
1: a special screening. too. sometimes like yeah. filmmakers or distributors will just rent out a theater for like a run for cast and crew and family to see it in a theater. You know.
2: Well, obviously they were looking for
0: Oscar nominations, and you have to run <laughs> in a theater
1: to that get too, that. You know? So yeah. Hey, you never know. It could happen. It made
0: five thousand five hundred eighteen dollars. Gross. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes put it on its list of top 10 horror films of 2018.
1: I'm trying to think. Okay, so I meant to look into other horror movies that came out in 2018 because I saw that as well. But do you guys, on top of your heads, do you remember 2018 horror movies? Like, is that like the hereditary year? Because I think it might be.
2: Is It Follows around that time?
1: I think that's going to be before that. That's like 2016 when this was originally released, I want to say. 2018 um,
2: horror film. You have, yeah, Hereditary, like Hereditary. Slender Man.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: Mandy, you got the uh Halloween, re- oh, Halloween 2018, re- yeah, of course. or whatever, Annihilation. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, Annihilation,
2: The First Purge, Overlord. Yeah, you know what?
1: Honestly, saying this is the top 10 of that year doesn't sound too crazy to me, yeah, for some, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. If you probably broke it down, I don't know if it would bre- break the top ten for me personally. I don't know if I've even sent, you know, if I can even name <laughs> ten horror movies, my ten favorites from that year. Aside from my yeah like the remake. But um, but I, I I can totally see how a lot of people might say this isn't the top ten of 2018. That's a that's a that's a take I don't disagree with. You know,
0: I like it. It looks like um, Rotten Tomatoes that list number one was a quiet place.
1: Oh, sure. Okay, weird list then.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it won a lot of awards. So this movie is about uh, a couple of things. E- X. Ex- ex- Exoriation disorder, obsessive, ob- obsessive compulsive. It's a sorry, it's an obsessive compulsive spectrum disorder where you have the repeated urge or impulse to pick at your own skin to the extent where there is physical or psychological damage that's caused. So, this is like Eli with his scratching and his rash that he won't leave alone. Um, trichot- Do you think till- this includes,
2: like the people that pick at scabs.
1: Probably, yeah. I think it would definitely It's like a, a minor form too. of it
2: because I'm definitely guilty of that but not like to the extent that he is.
0: Well, I think the point is that it's like a, it's obsessive where you can't, you know, you can't stop or something yeah. bad is going to happen if you don't pick that scab off or something. Um, trichotillomania. I hope I'm pronouncing these things right but um, that's the hair pulling disorder compulsive hair pulling um, which they both have in this movie, the two main people. Trichophagia is compulsive eating of hair, and it's usually associated with trichotillomania. So pulling out the hair, um, these two things combined, there's a name called it's Rapunzel syndrome. So you pull out ah. hair and then eat it. That is, um, that can result in a trichobezoar or a hair rock, uh, a hair ball a human hairball, because humans are not like cats where you can't you don't cough up a hairball, you can't digest your own hair, really. So it just kind of sits there. And um, there's only been 64 documented cases since 1968. So it's pretty rare, but it does happen where you can have these hair rocks.
2: I do remember seeing, there was like a TLC show or something like My Strange Addiction. And there was an episode of someone who ate hair. Like, I've known this was a thing, and it's it's very disturbing.
1: The term hair rock, when it was said in the movie, and then when you said it just now, kill, it, like, it makes me have, like, a physical reaction in the pit of my stomach. <laughs> it's so disgusting when you put those two words together. I don't know why. It's very nauseating. Um, yeah.
0: You can look up videos. I Just on Reddit, I think, like, a week or two oh, ago, there was oh a boy. video on Reddit. It may have been oddly terrifying or something like that, but this young girl was having this massive hair rock room, and I, it was a lot bigger than the one in this movie. Like, fucking huge.
1: It was big. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Not to, not to jump ahead, but um, I, I felt this throughout the whole movie, but especially when you see the hair rock in this film. Um, and then when you said earlier, too, about this being this director's first movie and it being so like out of the gate bizarre um but the seeing the hair rock was when i was like oh yeah this is like he's probably intentionally riffing on eraser head or referencing it somewhere but i felt i was reminded of eraser head a lot during this movie just having it be a feature debut that is so viscerally effective and and strange mm. and kind of in the horror genre but not really you know
2: you know, it's funny you say that because there was a point I wrote down in my notes that I got really big fire walk with me vibes.
1: From yeah. It. So oh, there's 100% like a David Lynch influence in yeah. some of the events of this. Yeah.
0: Let's get into the plot then. This is another intro, the opening sequence here where we have this sort of distorted music. And again, I absolutely love this soundtrack, but it's the music is slowing down and it's, there's a lot of soul music in this and, and they've, they've, fuck with it in a really great way um but then the credits are kind of slowly playing over you the first time you see this movie you're like what the fuck is this you know it's just weird like yeah. webby kind of stuff but now after you finish the movie that i've seen this so many times and i'm like okay that's like hair <laughs> in a stomach right
1: i love it i mean it made yeah it grossed me out immediately like as soon as you hit play <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you're like what am i looking at here what is this Um, And then we get uh, an abrupt, sudden cut, and there's a young man on the back, riding on the back of a dump truck, holding on. That's Eli, our protagonist in the movie. Um, He's kind of coughing a little bit. He knocks on an apartment door, uh, and the resident there immediately slams the door in his face. And when she opens it, she's like, fuck, when she sees him. Obviously not happy to see this young man. He asks if he can take a shower and hang out. He wants to hang out with this girl. She essentially threatens legal action. There's a guy in the apartment. They have, you know, back and forth. Basically gets dumped by his girlfriend.
2: It's pretty cold. Yeah. I, I like I wonder how much he was like reading into it. Like if they had coffee one time and like that's that's kinda how this is. Because she was very attractive and Very dismissive, automatically.
0: Yeah, she seemed very, like, uncomfortable that he was there. And even, like, saying, do we need to get the police involved or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. I was kind of wondering if maybe they hung out a few times. Like, maybe they made out or something. And then he's like, hey, I took a shower here a couple times. (laughs) He's definitely (laughs)
2: reading into it a lot more. But again, it's like... If so, if he's a garbage man, it's, what, three, four in the morning?
1: It's pro- Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part. Yeah. Because he, he's out doing his rounds, we find out. Right. It's still very right dark. After this.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Although my garbage gets picked up at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So <laughs> could have been cloudy. I don't know. Anyway, he goes back outside after he gets jumped. And his boss essentially says, we all want a girl on our route. Fires him. Um, for making him wait, and then leaves him in a pile of trash. And so he's lost his girlfriend and he lost his job all in, like, five minutes of this movie. So then we see Eli walking home. He's in a city of some sort. And then we get to meet his lovely father. And I love this character. He's so funny.
1: This is a good performance, yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't he great? Um, the dad says that they've sold the house. He says, goodbye, our house. Um, the new owners paid cash and they want to move in next week.
2: I love it, the way he says that We sold it for... <laughs>
0: Yep, uh, mom and dad are moving to Arizona. It's like
2: a Ukrainian Jew or something like that. It, it's it's a very odd character.
1: He's got a really fun energy. I love when his line. I taught you how to wipe your ass when he's like telling <laughs> yeah. you you think- You know, you should be yeah. thankful and
0: all that. It's great. Um, well, he ends up giving Eli the moving truck, his old moving truck, I guess, because they have a new one. There is a map on the wall here that made me think maybe it was Michigan, because Michigan's right in the middle of the map. But then at the end of the credits, all the way at the end of the movie, the very, very end, it says, special thanks to New York state government or something like that. So I think this is supposed to be New York state. I don't know what city. Like upstate New
1: York in, then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then he drives even further up north somewhere. So gotcha. uh, Okay. Eli moves all of his shit into this truck. He okay. drives to I his love friend's how apartment. Fast
2: this movie starts, like we get all of this shit so quickly. It's like three or four minutes. and then we we literally halt to a screeching stop so we can watch him drag a mattress and like a dresser into the truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a lot of stuff.
2: We spent as much time watching him move his possessions than we had to him losing his girlfriend job and house.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's weird because like there are just the movie does have more than one kind of like stock down sequence like that where we just spend a long time on something really mundane. <laughs> just, like you get a lot of stuff. Funny, super but it, it's fast. funny every time though. Yeah.
2: And then it slows to the slowest crawl I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so he's at his friend's apartment. He hits the car in the road cuz he has this massive truck and he's trying to park on the street there are a bunch of people smoking in the living room it is like smoky as fuck in there and he asks his buddy whose name is Ari and he's played by Charles Gould he is actually the only person that I recognized in this movie I don't know where I have seen him before but I saw him in something before I saw this um so he asked if there's a job for him if uh he can hook him up with a job and then asks if he can take a shower and the shower is disgusting and there's barely any water oh coming God. out of it.
2: Uh, I love... He has to start it with uh, a wrench. Like, that's such a great little like, yeah, detail. Yeah, that's a good
1: detail. There's, like, there's cool. a lot... of There's, like, three moments of really disgusting bathrooms in this movie. <laughs> it is, oh, yeah. That's that's part of the unpleasantness. There's, like, multiple times where it's, like... We're talking about the first time a toilet was ever on screen in Psycho a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And this is what it has led to, is, like, <laughs> Are We Not Cats? Where you just, like, have several shots directly into a toilet with some of the grossest fucking <laughs> just like goos in them it's so
0: gross yes um, we hear a bunch of cats so here's some cats in the movie as Eli's trying to fall asleep in this living room somebody else is on the other couch so they have like two crowd surfer dudes we
2: never see a cat right in this movie No, there is
0: there is a cat yeah there's one cat I'll, I'll tell okay. you when you see it um, alright <laughs> yeah, but we hear a bunch of cats in this living room. He can't sleep. That's what I think is happening. So he goes outside and he's kind of playing in his truck. And someone has spray painted, learn to fucking park on the side of it. So he sets up his room <laughs> in the back. Um, he has these little like statue bust things. Plays this little piano thing. Tries to call the girl. It looks like an old fashioned car phone. Like, is th- I kind of wonder yeah. if this is supposed to be... Supposed to take place like a, while a period ago. piece
1: or something. It it could it, it may it seems like it could be like a early nineties or mid nineties setting, but it's not. It really seemed clear. modern yeah.
0: except that there weren't like computers or cell phones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which that makes me think like early nineties, but I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like Tenacious D, where like we we I learned that that was supposed to be the early nineties, and you really just can't tell. Like it's not obvious <laughs> at all. <laughs>
2: It does have a seemingly timeless quality to it. And that, like, using that car phone... Like, there's no computers or cell phones. But then a lot of the characters we're, like, interacting with are extremely poor. So it would kind of make sense that they're not, you know, technologically savvy to a point. But I I do have to say, I... So he, he calls the girlfriend and, like, gets the voicemail. And instead of saying anything, he just points the the phone towards the radio as a as a sad song is playing i immediately felt like this is something that i would do like how pathetic (laughs) i have been at times this was a straight murphy move and i like i that's again about this this movie i have a lot of sympathy and empathy for this character like he is seemingly there's so much put upon him you know losing the girlfriend job how like all of it and he kind of takes it in stride almost yeah like i, I mean if all of this happened to me in a day i would probably be getting the garden hose into the bed of the truck like and just you know
0: <laughs> it's like you're just gonna soak everything
2: <laughs> no, no i meant a garden hose from the <laughs> exhaust pipe to yeah, the yeah. bed of the, the truck yeah
1: um, But I think it's part of what, that's what this movie does so effectively is I mean, it's it makes him into like a lovable alley cat type of character, right? Like he's getting kicked out of different homes and, and all this like, you know, shit is is put upon him, like you said, and yet he kind of is somewhat in denial and shakes it off and just kind of continues on to his next thing and trying to, you know, I don't you know get find some purpose? sort of life that, together yeah is that the thing you it's know? like
2: him trying to find purpose throughout this whole thing
0: yeah maybe anyway he gets a job uh RA hooks him up with a job driving an engine up north and says that he would ask for a cut for hooking him up with the job but he knows he's living out of the truck and i really i liked this the way that he says they're kind of like dark in the foreground. And then in the background is bright red truck with the graffiti that says, learn to fucking park on it. It like in between <laughs> them. And he, he's like, I know that this is your home or something like that. I thought That was funny. But, um, Eli spray paints the big triangle over the graffiti and loads the engine into the car. Ari tells him it's going to a guy named Jack and then he takes off. So we see some driving scenes. He's listening to some cool music uh but he's five hours. It, late. Again,
2: another it just it stops like to a screeching halt. We gotta spend two minutes <laughs> of a montage for driving. Just so you know he drove.
1: But this is part of the David Lynch energy without explicitly like referencing David Lynch. This is like the David Lynch energy though. You know, where it's like we're just gonna sit and appreciate this moment of like him working for some reason. Isolation. <laughs> you know, his yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, He's five hours late to this, to dropping the engine off. And we meet uh, a young man named Kyle, who's not happy about it. He says that Eli owes him a ride because he was so late, even though he's going in the wrong direction. Eli was originally planning to go back south, wherever he's from. uh, But Kyle needs to go north. So he gives Kyle the ride. He feels bad. And in the truck, Kyle drinks some sort of caustic chemical like drain cleaner or something and encourages Eli This is
1: maybe my favorite scene in the movie. I love this what scene. What
0: <laughs> the fuck is that? Do you have do you know what they were drinking?
1: No, I have no idea. It is some kind of it looks like some kind of like industrial cleaner or like something. Like have to guess. or something like that. Any freeze tra- or some sort of drain cleaner. Or a metal cl- yeah, something like that
2: trying to remember what movie is it where someone like is drinking this kind of and like I was racking my brain for like ten minutes, and I remember,
1: oh yeah, it's just like the master
2: where he's drinking like <laughs> turpentine and all this other shit, so
1: or it's super Jesus. bad where they have the is it the gas canisters full of alcohol in super bad and then oh, drinking yeah. out have them later, yeah, but oh, like those uh, are, this uh, one, laundry
0: uh- detergent.
1: Laundry detergent, yes, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, this this could have been, this is like a well, this is like a laundry detergent bottle too. I'd say, like a different brand, but you know, than what they were drinking out of. But it looks like something like that, yeah. Um, but I, I love love the energy that this actor is bringing to Kyle. Um, his name is Michael Goderi. I'd have to guess his name is. You pronounce it, but he reminded me of. Uh, have you guys seen Good Time, the Softy Brothers movie, Good Time with Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Um. No. Nope. This is a similar energy to that where they just like out of nowhere, this really unhinged character enters the movie, and it's just like making <laughs> things worse by the second. I love it. Oh, uh, the guy
2: <laughs> who we, who we thought is his brother. Yeah, the guy he breaks out, out of the hospital. Out to not be his brother? <laughs> yes. God, that movie is insane.
1: It is. I'm the moment where he wakes up and you realize what type kind of what type of person he is. Like that, yeah. like he's kind of having the same type of day. Like it's the it, I love it. um I just I love these unhinged characters get like, introduced and just like take over the movie like Kyle does. It's really fun.
0: Well, Eli gets sick from it. It's makes me think that Kyle does this a lot, so he's used to it. And he just tells <laughs> Eli to just drink more or, or like throw it up and then drink more or something. And so then to cheer him up, he's like, I'm gonna take you to a party. He takes him to this weird dungeon party where he says all the girls are.
2: <laughs> now <laughs> this here. is exactly where I was getting Fire walk with me vibes. It's like that when
1: you know, yeah, like the pink room, yeah,
2: yeah, when they're having the and and Jacques, isn't it? That's when Jacques is like, Yes, "Uh, we die tomorrow, I am the great talent or something like that, yeah.
0: Well, in this weird dungeon, we meet Anya, and she's also very messed up on alcohol or maybe more drain cleaner or shit. But she's playing an organ thing. She's dancing with a light bulb. There's other people dancing as well. Um, she gets into an, a confrontation with another uh, lady and then gets head-butted in the face. <laughs> so they they Eli and Kyle, they take her back to the truck, clean her up because she's bleeding out of her head. They end up sleeping in the back of the truck, Kyle, Anya, and Eli, all three of them. Um, and as he's falling asleep, Eli's kind of watching Anya and she's picking her hair. She's picking her hair and like putting it in her mouth as she's falling asleep. Or maybe she is sleeping, doing it in her sleep. I don't know. Com- so in the morning, with some
1: really disgusting sound effects as she like nibbles it. It's, it's really yeah, upsetting. You can hear
0: it. So, um, in the morning, Anya tells him she has to go to work. She works at Al's Lumberyard, and he's welcome to cruise by if he wants. So Eli sits alone in the back of the truck and picks his skin for a little bit. Um, And it looks like he's peeling a large portion of his flesh off. Very unsettling.
2: We should mention, (laughs) he is just automatically, like, head over heels for her. And she has, she has, like, a weird, is it blue and purplish kind of color wig on?
0: It's like a purplish wig and then dark blue or black lipstick or something.
2: Yeah, she has, like, the, yeah. It's a very odd striking
1: look.
0: And her nail polish is yellow.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, the yellow nail polish is cool. I like that. It's a good detail. A lot of weird
0: colors here. So uh, Eli is walking very fast, briskly, into the diner and this is when we see the one and only cat in the entire movie. The cat runs by the diner door as Eli is going into the door. So there is one cat. I must have missed it. It's, it's you know, just a cat by the door. It's not really something that you'll You'll notice if you watch this movie again, you'll look out for it. So uh, he runs into the bathroom where he pees blood. Another toilet scene there. Mm -hmm. And he comes back out and sits at the at the diner table or whatever. And the diner guy, he's credited as diner dad. And he offers him some free soup, which I have in quotations in my notes here. And it's just ketchup (laughs) with some hot water and some saltine crackers on there.
2: It's the American way.
0: But anyway, I feel like that's poor person kind of thing. But the diner I, dad really... Again,
2: I feel really bad for him at that point. Like, this is what he's resorting to. And I feel like there's some nutrition in it. Like, there's tomato and sugar, some carbohydrates with the crackers. But <laughs> it's, might, it's pretty rough I out there. I feel like his,
0: his stomach is probably not going to digest a lot of things too well if he's been drinking fucking toxic shit all night and he's bleeding out of his urethra but anyway so the diner dad has (laughs) definitely seen bad days before and he genuinely seems to care about eli and he says the pain is what keeps you awake
2: not enough to do anything of like value again he's giving him hot water ketchup And saltine packet.
0: It's like
1: when you have a stray cat begging at your window, you know? You just give him scraps, whatever you got laying around, you know? That's true. (laughs) Yeah, you feel bad for it, but not enough to actually care for it, you know?
2: To take it to the vet, to to get cat food or something, yeah. It's a great point, Greg.
0: Yeah, that is a good point. So, Eli's now playing trumpet out in a field in the back of his truck, and then he goes back to the venue where the weird dungeon party was where he met Anya and he tries to invite himself to hang out again, but the dude says no, like, multiple times. He's like, no, nothing's really going on. I mean, some people are going to be here. Kind of very obviously is like, we don't want you to be there. Like, you're not invited. But then stays and, uh, anyways. Yes, then cut to Eli hanging out with these people, <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> He's talking to a girl for a minute, then they're making out, and then it turns out that he's just humping a pile of straw, and these people, including the, the venue guy that he was talking to, they're just <laughs> watching him, and the guy just, like, looks over and pours his drink into the other person's cup. <laughs> I think that's very funny. So, uh, he starts leaving and I think it's in the morning. Yeah, it's in the morning. Everybody's kind of passed out or whatever. So he steals this organ thing that Anya was playing the previous night, and he's pushing it up these snowy stairs into his truck. It's a pain in the ass to move. So uh, Eli heads to Al's lumberyard, and as soon as he gets out of the car, he starts puking blood into the snow, and he's approached by Al. Al sees him puking the blood and then offers him a job, which I also think is really funny. Um, Al's great, too. There's a lot of...
1: I I love all these side characters. Al is is, is really fun.
2: Yeah. Al
0: sings... He sings, too, like his father.
1: Yeah, I, love I loved song. it. He's, like, a genuinely kind of sweet character.
0: <laughs> well, he has
2: that, like, he's very off-putting sometimes. It's, like, it you're friendly and you like the guy, but then he's kind of an asshole like all yeah. the time. Like, when he meets Eli, automatically he's, like, you spitting on my property? And he's, like, ah, whatever, ha ha ha. And then it's I'm con- retiring. Con- con- kind of con- I do
0: need a job. Right,
2: continuously like that, of, like, <laughs> I'm I'm nice, but I'm also mean in doing it.
0: I call them compassionate assholes. Um, c- sort of like an Anthony Bourdain character where he seems, he comes off kind of gruff, but he is actually a good person and is, you know, wouldn't, he isn't actually an asshole, but, you know, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's I, a good th- comparison.
2: Yeah, that's a good, good term. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like this kind of people.
1: Movie-wise, I th- I thought of Darnell from Christine the oh. man who owned the garage I thought of him too oh, <laughs>
0: there's yeah. a bit of
1: Darnell in there definitely
2: uh, man, Well, he...
1: can you imagine
2: if Robert Prosky just started singing in Christie oh yes he <laughs> started belting out a few lines <laughs> oh, look, it's, oh. a,
1: it's a Stephen King story I would not be surprised at all if he just like busted out like some Elvis out of you know out of nowhere he'd be
2: more of a Sinatra guy
1: Let's see yeah.
0: <laughs> so Eli's chair shatters or something. It just collapses. <laughs> um, he gets a job driving this logging truck. So he has a job. Uh, he trains a little bit. Anya's breaking off trees like it's nothing. She seems I think this is supposed to make her seem kind of like she's badass because she's just cruising, listening to some music, and breaking these trees off. So um, Eli learns how to use a different machine, not the same one that Anya's using. Um, but then after work, I guess uh, Anya tells him you're an idiot for working here, and everyone in the town is sort of stuck. So uh, then Eli says that he brought her a present, and she says Al will kill me if I leave. But it also kind of sounds like she says my dad will kill me if I leave. I couldn't right. She
1: says my dad, right? Yeah, that's what I. I thought we learned right there that Al's her father is what it seemed. But the like.
0: subtitles say it said Al, but I thought she really? said yeah. I couldn't tell.
2: I oh. didn't hear dad, I just, like, yeah, Al will kill him.
0: I heard I my dad. I didn't pay
1: attention to the subtitles, but I heard my dad as well. Yeah. Huh.
0: Interesting. Well, either way, it's not important to the story, really. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I
1: did, right at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, she's, okay, she's Al's daughter. And it was, that's how I went through the rest of the movie, thinking of her.
0: Interesting. I'm glad I asked, because, yeah, the subtitles said Al, but I heard my dad. Like, that's weird. So, uh, he tells him to come by later and gives him an invitation to a party. Um, Al is drunk and says that we're not working tomorrow. And then tells Eli that he can sleep in the back, back room that used to be Kyle's. And then Eli cleans himself and we see his sores, a little bit of his sores, his rash. Um, then he's cruising over to Anya's. He's getting ready. He's got like some, what that's that man stuff that you like slap on your face, cologne after shave or something. I don't <laughs> okay, know. yeah,
2: but he hasn't shaved, um, so it's not really aftershave. that man stuff, but he does put on like a nice shirt or you know, the nicest shirt he has, button up, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I will say yeah. this, they do a great job in this movie before this, uh, which was the whole thing of making characters like his skin looks really gross throughout most of it, he looks kind of greasy and grimy. Uh, and especially in the beginning when he's getting broken up with, I noticed it like just how like dingy he actually looks. Like the actor is pretty. He's like a handsome guy, but he looks really yeah. really gross. I
2: I was I thought of him as a like a discount Rob Stark, like that. Oh, whatever yeah, that actor's that. name is Richard
1: like uh, Richard Madden, right? Yeah,
2: like he has that yeah. structure in his face, just mm-hmm. not as handsome. Obviously, yeah.
1: And then they do a good job of making him look like he's continually hungover throughout most of this movie, you know? Yeah.
0: So he cruises over to Anya's in his truck and arrives before Kyle, because Anya said that Kyle was coming over and they were going to rehearse or put together some music for a party. Um, He carries the organ up to Anya's apartment, which is on the second floor, apparently. And we can hear her messing with records, um, You can Yeah, you can hear her kind of putting some stuff together. He scares the shit out of her. Uh, Her apartment is full of weird shit that she's made. It's it's pretty cool. It's like a studio. I mean, there's a bedroom, but um, there's just crazy shit. And she has this big machine that emits color as music plays. She's kind of proud of. Uh, But he rips his shirt on the organ and his arm tears a little bit too. So Anya fixes him up. Uh, They go outside to get some wood. They're going to start a fire. And Anya ends up collapsing as she's chopping a tree. Um, Eli says something like that he's never chopped a tree down. And she's like, didn't you do it in Boy Scouts? And he was like, Jews don't scout. So uh, I've never cut a tree down either. I wasn't in Boy Scouts. I was in Boy
2: Scouts and I never did that either. So
0: I don't think you're supposed to cut a tree down and then burn it immediately. Doesn't it have to be dried out. No, yeah, I
1: mean, as, as long as the I mean, I think wood is of dry. I dry. dry wood burns better, right? It can't be, like, soaked, but...
0: Yeah, see, I don't know these yeah. things. Because I wasn't in Boy <laughs> Scouts.
1: I I really liked her, her music
2: machine. But even, yeah. like, going into her apartment, there is just so many red flags that get thrown throughout, like, all of their interactions. But I oh, get yeah. it, because... He has really nowhere else to go. He has no other prospects, and so it, he sees a, a attractive lady who's nice to him. That's the biggest thing. She's nice to him, and so he just yeah. latches on automatically.
1: It made me think of her whole apartment and this whole scene. Made me think of a few things. Um, I feel like I'm the king of just like, oh, this reminds me of another movie, whether it's <laughs> actually relevant or not. I don't know, but it reminded me of Blade Runner when they go into. Um, mm. The guy, the what well, I can't yeah. remember his name, but the guy from the Deadwood, sick guys apartment. the sick guy, yeah. and to go into into, I mean, that's the connection I saw is that they're both sick characters, right? She's got some kind of sickness. She talks about, but they have these weirdly dense packed like apartments full of like toys and machines that they've made or been working on, and then it also made me think of like Tim Burton, um, like a Tim Burton movie. The way they shoot the machines and you see, it's just kind of a weird like whimsy to it. That felt to me like it's both dark and fantastical, kind of like a Tim Burton movie. Maybe like Edward Scissorhands or something.
0: Cool. So after she collapses outside with the axe, Eli carries her upstairs back to the apartment. And she starts fighting him for some reason and walks away. So we see Eli's back sores in the bathroom again. Um another gross bathroom and anya denies fainting in the woods and then pours them some drinks uh she says kyle and i are in love so don't get the wrong idea then she admits that she keeps getting sicker and doesn't really know what's going on and uh eli says he pulls his hair out and has a bad rash um she turns on the music light machine and starts playing funkadelic which i love The song Funkadelic's one of my favorite bands she says the idea for the idea of the machine is for people to have their senses overwhelmed, um, but Kyle usually makes it about sex, apparently. Um, they are having a moment. you know, they share he shared about his hair pulling and his skin stuff, and she's sharing about like her relationship with Kyle a little bit. Uh, they have a moment where he tries to reach for her hair, and then she pulls his hair out and starts eating it. Um, and then he removes her wig to reveal that she's pulled out nearly all of her own hair. It doesn't it doesn't look great.
2: It is very again disturbing. <laughs> I feel sick at my stomach. I, I I can't just sit on my couch. I have to like stand and pace my apartment. Like it it was a very, very difficult watch. But also right? it's at, very at this point, it's
1: also, very sweet. As they realize they both share the same, uh, you know.
0: Mental health stuff.
1: Yeah, that too. <laughs> but the way he asks, the way he brings up the hair stuff is kind of funny. Because they get to a point where just like, oh, let's tell secrets. Like something you wouldn't tell somebody else. And he's kind of like leaning towards like, he's like trying to get her to talk about the hair stuff, I feel like. When he says that. And then he has to be the one to bring it up. Like, it's, you know, sometimes I just pull up my own hair. You know, and then they, they get into the hair. But the way he, like, tries to approach it, it felt very funny to me, where he asked, like, he was trying to lead her into it, then he just has to give up and just bring it up on his own. <laughs>
0: um, He kind of leans forward and, like, offering his own hair for her to eat, and then he kind of tries to kiss her, and she pushes him away, and then Kyle bursts in. Well, she falls on top of him. It's like they're going to start making out, and then Kyle bursts in, and um, Anya seems kind of scared. I and mean, she's on top of another dude and her boyfriend walks in, so... Um, yeah. Kyle is uh, obviously threatened by Eli being there and tells him, be prepared for what you might be getting yourself into, uh, then storms out, slashing Eli's tires as he leaves. I,
2: I don't know if I would put it like that. I honestly feel like it's almost a, a, a sense of relief that he doesn't have to deal with Anya anymore. Like, he's not overly mad like upset is a word i could you know you could use but mad seems well i mean he does slash the guy's tire like that is usually out of anger but it's just it's it's an odd energy that he's giving at this point
0: yeah i feel like he just he walked in on it and is just kind of like because i mean if i walked in on that i wouldn't i would just be like okay i'm done like that would be my attitude because i'm not going to be like if you get into those situations then i don't know that's how i would i mean i wouldn't slash somebody's tires necessarily at this age but i would uh you know i would just be like okay i'm i'm done you know do do what you gotta do bye and leave washing um, my
2: hands of the whole situation
0: yeah
1: yeah i feel like he's he's trying to he's trying to do something like that but then the, he can't help himself because he's an asshole but to also slash tires on his way. Well, house. he's hurt. Like, yeah.
2: I get it. He's and hurt. he's hurt. He's yeah. been yeah. betrayed. And, like, that's... It's it's lashing out. But I don't think... Like, he didn't seem in love with her.
1: No, it, it was just a It was a sex thing. Basically, yeah. it was about Simon sign of Link, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I thought he seemed mad and kind of storms out. But we see Eli's back source again uh, and a clump of his hair. He pulls out, like, a clump of his hair in this nasty bathroom. Uh, He goes out, drinks more out of this big, huge container thingy.
2: Um, I I believe it's a Carlo Rossi sangria jug. And this is what my friends in, um, you know, pre-drinking or pre-21 days, like this is what he would, his preferred choice of drink would to get a giant Carlo Rossi sangria bottle.
0: I was thinking it was either something big you know like bulk and cheap since they obviously don't have a lot of money or it's yeah. something that something else that they made that might not be very healthy <laughs> maybe it has more Car- Yeah, Yeah, carl rossi
2: is definitely on the cheaper side so it it lined up with everything that i was thinking about it
0: yeah <laughs> um but yeah he drinks more and then he just gets in her bed and falls asleep um and she has this look in her eyes and then she starts pulling his hair out with her mouth and she's crying so she's like eating his hair she falls asleep i guess it's also that situation happened and then he just went and got in her bed and fell asleep
2: it's very odd
0: yeah okay
2: like not not beyond the the characters like i can see all of them doing it like behaving this way from everything we've seen but i yeah yeah, it is a it is weird uh well yeah he tried to like leave that's another thing but like the tires just kept spinning so it was like well yeah let me just go like a a
1: defeated thing yeah yeah like he's not sleeping there out of like i want to sleep here it's just like i don't have any other option or choice right now so
2: well he wants to and then yeah, like just does it because that's the only option. It is a very... But like the
1: spark of the moment from before is gone though, you know. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah.
2: And now he's just drunk and like, well, I need I need to fall asleep somewhere.
0: This is before yeah. he even notices the tires though. Because in the morning, remember, he wakes up um his hair is gone, but he doesn't know it yet.
1: <laughs> so quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He says that uh, he should leave, but um, she wants him to stay for some coffee. So Eli tries to feed Anya some noodles, but she looks kind of pissed off, like spits him out. He reaches (laughs) up to touch his hair then, like scratch the back of his head and realizes that something feels kind of off um, and says that he's going to go to the bathroom real quick. But then Anya's like, no, let's go to the living room and dance for a little bit. So they start dancing and then she collapses again, runs into the bathroom to vomit And then he goes in, she comes back out, and then he goes into the bathroom like right after her and sees that his hair. I think I should go
2: I should go lay down for a bit. And it's like, well yeah, you should. You're you're not doing very well. (laughs) Yeah. And then yeah, that's when it's just the the bowl is full of hair and blood. Yeah, it's
0: a gross wad in the toilet. It's nasty. So then this is when he is like, fuck and goes out to his truck and then he can't leave because the tires have been slashed and it's snowy so then he goes back inside and anya's laying in bed shaking and crying and then they like start having sex and then she becomes unresponsive after i think she's like coming from eating hair or something like that yeah i don't don't really
1: know she orgasms when he puts the hair in her mouth yes that's that
0: was
2: my note she is orgasmic from from that and he's literally he's literally not even touching her and she's like yeah
1: yeah talking about the scenes too that that just kind of linger for a long time this is another scene this sex scene goes on for like (laughs) a few solid minutes it's pretty lengthy I'd say, yeah. and, um, but not even as weird and and strange as it is. Still, kind of romantic and sweet at this point in the movie. You know, like it's it, it works with the characters. If you're if you're buying in to what it's doing, it's definitely fucking weird. But you're also like, it makes sense for their story. You know,
0: that's true. She becomes responsive, like immediately, or unresponsive immediately after the hair coming thing. And he tries to wake her up. He splashes <laughs> cold water in her face. He slaps her around a little bit. Um, he goes back out to his truck and Romantic, calls nine one one on the weird car phone. And th- the conversation is kind of funny to me because the 9- 911 operator is like, "What?" And so they she transfers her to <laughs> transfers him to speak to a doctor on the phone, and tells him. That okay. So the weird doctor tells Eli that the emergency that surgery to cut out it. a hair rock could be necessary. Yeah, it's, it's so weird.
2: The way he's like, so. Uh, what would happen if you ate a lot of hair? Like it's a very. Did you eat nonchalant. a lot of hair? Like he's he's very like uh panic stricken with nine one one, and then when he's talking to the doctor, it's more of just like
0: you know that's you know it's be just a little inquisitive. <laughs> yeah. So weird. So this doctor tells her to keep her vitals steady and that they'll be there in a few hours. But I don't understand. How is some random dude supposed to keep someone someone's vitals steady? Like, how's he supposed to know how to do that? <laughs> so anyway, Eli goes back inside and starts sharpening a knife and then clears it with I think it's Barbasol, the blue stuff that they use in like barbershops and hair places. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, like that
2: his... or mouthwash.
0: Yeah,
1: glycerine yeah, like or something.
0: Could be. Yeah, either one. Um, he's gonna remove this hair rock himself, so he turns on some music, and cuts Anya open and removes a massive ball of hair. She wakes up partway through it, looks up at him, horrified. <laughs> he sews her back up. Um, she's well, shaking no, she, and asking she why. Says something.
2: She yeah. She, she speaks why. and says why.
0: Yeah. And so she passes out again and then an ambulance comes and takes her away. And her apartment kind of looks like a stage as they wheel her through the bed or through the the beads and towels and stuff. It looks like a stage. like she's being, being escorted off stage, but um, okay. you can see that. Yeah, so that was very strange. And also like you cut someone's she he cuts her like abdominal, you don't just have the hair rock is going to be like in your stomach and colon and stuff it's not right. just a matter of like reaching into someone's abdominal cavities and like searching for it it's just sitting right on top for him to pull out and then you have to because you'll have to sew like the stomach or wherever you pulled it from you gotta sew that back together as well i don't know it's more complicated it's a than movie. Just like sticking okay a knife in. okay i know it's all a movie but That's, i just was I mean, thinking that like and there's there's blood but there's not anyway so, uh... That's
1: the weird fantastical element I was talking about. <laughs> you know, the yeah. David Lynchiness weird, w- weird of it. You just reach into someone and pull it out. Also, uh, maybe think of the Matrix when Neo pulls the bullet. At oh, Fendi, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um... I liked it. It's, it's a cool symbolic thing. You know, we don't have time for surgical procedure, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um... Eli picks up her wig and starts walking to this walking to the street and he's going to hitchhike to the hospital and a lady ends up hitting him and then insists on taking him to the hospital. So he gets the ride anyway. Um, she tries to feed him some cereal.
2: Did anyone else think that she looked strikingly like Sarah Jessica Parker?
1: Oh, yeah, no? definitely. Nobody? Yeah, I can kind, okay. of, I can kind of see it.
2: As yeah. soon as she got out of the car, I was like, what the fuck is she doing here?
0: <laughs> that would be a really weird cameo.
1: Hey, like we said, it takes place in New York State, you know, maybe it's a, right. it's a, it's a, it's a sex in the city crossover.
2: And just like that.
0: So she's trying to feed him some beans, those freeze dried s- s- sweet peas or something like that. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, makes him sing, so he sings some Funkadelic, the song that we heard earlier. And then at the hospital, that the weird doctor is there, and he tells Eli that he could have been charged with manslaughter, but she's okay. Uh, just has a permanent scar as a reminder of this habit that she needs to break. And then he asks where the Chuck Bezor is because he's never seen one before. He wants to see the hair rock.
1: I like <laughs> Chuck Bezor. I love I, it. Eli's I like really I really like the doctor. It. I thought he.
2: The actor did a phenomenal job, and I love just, like, the kind of lean in. It's like, I've never seen one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's fascinated with it. Again, what, 64 reported cases of Rapunzel syndrome since 1968, so they are very rare. Um, But Eli finally gets to visit her, and he puts her her wig on her head uh, while she's sleeping, and then she puts the wig on Eli, she pulls out a couple of the hairs, and then just holds them for a minute. So hopefully this is the end. Hopefully she really does not eat hair anymore. Um, But then we see a tree cracking and breaking at, I assume it's Elsie Lumberyard because then Eli's kind of sitting there. Uh, But then now next scene, Eli is sitting in a, his hair has been shaved and he's kind of sitting in a uh, chair or something. And somebody's putting this horrible wig on his head, Uh, but he looks really happy about it. It's just this sweet thing. Like he doesn't need to wear this wig. But it's like, you know, his girlfriend has this wig. And so then he wants to wear the wig. You know, they, they have these matching wigs. It's just a really ugly wig. But um, so he <laughs> drives to Anya's house and you see all the lights coming from her apartment. She's having her party and he walks in. They dance a little bit and then they're kissing and it like pans up. And the, the Chuck Besor is uh, decorated like a disco ball above them. It's so cute. Incredible the end.
1: incredible reveal again like the last
2: 25 minutes of this movie i'm pacing my apartment because i cannot sit still Just with <laughs> everything like i have this almost nervous energy about me Good. yeah the
1: the, uh, the the amateur surgery really uh yeah that was the hardest part the stomach for me that was some really fucked up stuff Amateur surgery is always a thing in movies that does like get my my, uh, anxiety up and this one was really hard to sit through yeah as he then pulled out the hair thing and I liked it again like I said I liked it I found it very romantic and meaningful but like it's really hard to watch yeah Uh, So is this
2: gonna be your Valentine's pick That's why we're watching this Yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly yes yeah, yeah, that'll be our, that's that's Valentine's Day night. Yeah, yep.
0: Right be a before bigger the controversy. bedroom,
1: you know. <laughs> bigger controversy with this movie, though, is is not whether or not it's horror, but why it's uh it's called Are We Not Cats? I mean, there there is the definite, there's a cat connection, but do you have more insight, Kill, into why it's titled Are We Not Cats?
0: Nope. Just the hairball thing. <laughs> Humans can't humans can't digest them. we can't process hair inside of ourselves so and she has a gigantic hairball but no i i don't know this movie um like i said it it grossed worldwide just a little over five thousand dollars so it's not a huge movie there aren't there's just not a lot about it on the internet most is most of what you see there's like a handful of reviews uh but it's not um there's just not a lot of information about it i know the director um had some of these issues himself and that's he based a lot of it on his own experiences of pulling out his own I mean hair I did expect it.
2: when when the movie was ending that I would get a phone call saying I was going to die in 7 days so
0: Hairball.
1: maybe that That's <laughs> <laughs> interesting cuz that 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 line about how uh people aren't like cats and how we can't process hair like that um But then, with the title, are we not cats? So it's saying if they are cats, then they can process hair. So is the whole thing of processing hair like a metaphor for like processing trauma or like mental issues? And she's able to like take this, you know, this embodiment of like, I don't know. She's she is able to process that hair into some kind of art piece, right? By the end into something beautiful and meaningful for the two of them so maybe we can process hair just in the way of processing emotions and you know uh, life events
0: that's beautiful to... Greg
1: yeah thank you <laughs>
2: did you guys continuously think about the album are we not Devo because that's uh, all I, I did.
1: About. I did. I did think about it a little bit yeah it, it crossed my mind but um, I'm not like a huge de- I don't know a whole lot about Devo I just thought of the title yeah <laughs>
0: Um, I mean I don't have very much else to say about this if we want to rate it. Anything else? Final thoughts? Sure.
2: I mean, is there there's only one rating system, right? Like
1: hair, 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 rocks. hair rocks.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Chuck Bezors? Is that what you're what what you called them earlier?
0: Yeah, that's what the doctor calls them.
2: Is that the actual scientific name? Like is I don't know what Chuck real, Bezor I'm is, assuming? but
0: Bezor, yes. Bezoar, yes, but I don't know okay. what the chuck part is. It could be. Yeah, a,
1: a bezoar is like a, a is like a stone that develops in your body, right? Like I think that's like a
0: Hero- term yeah.
1: for it.
2: Oh, all right, well, that's uh, you're you're our host. You get to start. this Kill.
0: All right, so I I think I said up top that I love this movie. I am not uh, a big fan of the romantic comedy genre. It's not. It's just not something that like clicks with me usually. <laughs> Um, so this is my kind of rom-com, I suppose, and I definitely, it's a rom-com body horror. Um, and I have recommended it to quite a few people, and everyone that I've recommended it to who has seen it has thought pretty highly of it, and a lot of people that, um, like a lot of our friends really enjoyed it as well. So, um, I, 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 yeah, I just love it. I, the music is really great. I love the soundtrack, um. I was, was singing along, so it's good we didn't watch this movie together because I was, like, singing to all the music and stuff because I really like it. Uh, but um, it's well-made, I think, and I love these debut directors that come out with cool stuff that do really great things for their first movies. It's weird. Um, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but also is a like a calming, a nice movie <laughs> to watch. So I think... Um, overall my score is a 4.5 hair rock chuck bezors.
1: Oh wow, very nice. Um it it's hard to say what i really cuz at, at this movie <laughs> like hair in your body, it's it's hard to process uh, and so there's i it's it's hard it's tough to say what i like about it or how what i really feel about in terms of like a final rating. But there is a ton a ton of stuff to actually like it's just all in a package that made me very physically uncomfortable. Um but the more we talk about it and the more I discuss it, uh the more I realize yeah that they, they, it it's it's uh surprisingly for like a first feature, it's really impressive as like an odd story that you don't see it really extremely <laughs> Weird way to tell a, rom- a romantic story that I appreciate, you know, um, that manages to make things like eating human hair and then cutting it out of somebody and fashioning it into a disco ball, like romantic and actually like emotional. Sweet. Like, when that is revealed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you see that revealed in the movie, it is so impressive that my f- that like my first reaction is like, that's disgusting. But then immediately it was like, but also that's so romantic. Like, that's really sweet. Like I, I. So the more I I think about it, the more I I say. Actually, I really like this movie too. Um, and uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of good. Like I said, it, it reminds me of a David Lynch movie or a Tim Burton movie where it's uh, it's see, it's through a very bizarre lens, um. You know, a very strange, like unique lens that the only this filmmaker could bring. And uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the cat metaphor holds up great, and it, it's it's a good time. So I'm gonna say four Bezzors, <laughs> four Hairstones.
0: Nice,
2: very nice, very nice. All right. I again, I enjoyable is too strong a word. I did like it. I did, I did enjoy a lot of the performances. The main guy, Eli, I thought he he was a, a very good actor. Um, I guess maybe it is just the content and, and how it is presented. And like, it provoked a very visceral, visceral reaction in me uh, that like, it is like, it is a very, it's a very strong piece of art. And there's a lot of, like I said, you know, just tremendous things about it. The cinematography, the way he uses music. Even some of the editing, with even though it, it's very sometimes quick exposition, not even exposition, but just like plot points is happening one after another. And then we slow down to watch him move an organ or something like it is kind of reflecting somewhat the, the way life is. And it'll, it'll all just happen very quickly and then it'll slow down and you, you have to revel in those slow moments. Uh, Before I give my rating and everything, I did did watch this on Tubi. I didn't realize it was on Shudder or I could have watched it that way. So I had to deal with commercials throughout. (laughs) And I just, I kept wondering about how these companies would feel that this is the movie that they are actually like paying for to to an extent. Um, So Verizon was one obviously would not care for it Marshalls, we had (laughs) uh we had robitussin honey which i didn't know was a thing i learned about apparently it it comes in honey now so you can just put it in your tea and you know take it that way and then the one that i thought would actually be like semi sort of okay with this was e-harmony i just thought that would be like okay you know what it's romantic Two people find each other. It they they did it in the real world. But imagine if you loved hair, how would you find someone yeah. who also loved hair? Boom, you can go
1: online and put on your profile that you have Rapunzel syndrome. Exactly, and find out, you know, get connected with the other sixty something odd people who who have it. Yeah. Report Do they
0: have it. like is eHarmony Report. the Christian one? No, oh, that's Christian mingle. No,
2: that's Christian mingle. <laughs>
0: Are there different boxes you check? I've never used any dating things like this, but is there something, you know, like you can say like, oh, uh, religious, like you're Christian or atheist or whatever, and then you can do a checkbox. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I
1: haven't used... (laughs) I haven't used eHarmony specifically. That might be like an other, like, category, though, you know. I
2: believe you can find that on (laughs) FarmersOnly.com.
1: You could, he could, Eli could go on FarmersOnly and put that he humps hay. You know, I'm sure there's another yeah. farmer out there who would respond to that. So uh,
2: overall, I, I, I'm, I'm really torn. I, I struggled to come to terms of what I was going to, to rate this, and I, I, I have to just land on it 3.5. What Bezos? What is it?
1: Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. That's what he calls it.
0: You can just say hey, right. rock. 3.5.
2: Yeah, hair <laughs> rock in someone's stomach.
1: If anything, this movie has given us the word "bezor." I don't know why I like that word. I, I yeah, I love it.
2: You want to go back in time so that can be your quote in your high school yearbook
1: <laughs> year? Yes, I want to see the Chuck Bezor.
0: Well, I'm glad you guys at least liked it a little bit. I love this. I think this is like a top five movie for me. Honestly, I think it's my number five oh, movie wow. right now.
1: I. Makes I, a lot of sense. <laughs> I,
2: I think if you said that to Ro- Roger Ebert when he was still alive, he would, like, call the police immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he can fuck himself. Oh, wait, are we not supposed to talk? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's, fuck the he's dead. deceased. You know, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> he's not here to defend himself.
1: Speaking of Roger Ebert, though, uh, for our movie next week, Actually this is a movie I do I do know that he did like I I have looked up to his review for this movie in the past. Um do you guys mind if I say what our movie next week is? Do it. Do it. Yeah, so to continue the theme of peace, love and cats, uh this is one that, that checks all those boxes and then some. Um I am picking Paul Schrader's remake of The Cat People. Starring uh what is her name? Uh, the daughter of uh, Klaus Kinski. I can't remember her name right oh, now, but oh, really? Yes, yeah, and uh, Ed Begley Jr. and some other Ugh. fun eighties actors. Yeah, uh, I love me some um, Ed. So, if you like off off the off the wall, weird romantic comedies with horror infused and and some adjacent cat stuff, you are gonna love the Cat People. Uh, that's my bet for next week. Kills that you 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 will like this movie quite a bit
2: hmm i'm excited
1: yeah it's great now
0: i'm interested
1: it's great i can't wait
0: this is a pretty positive ending though for something for one of my choices too
1: yeah that's actually true. romantic yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah nobody died true. i don't think and, yeah
1: right is there zero death in this movie uh, yeah is, right no one dies yeah.
0: yeah hmm
1: interesting i don't know
0: how long kyle is gonna live though if he keeps drinking radiator fluid or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs>
1: exactly yeah hey does not give a good chances for best massacre at the massies we'll say you know
2: well that's gonna be it for us this week you can always get to us email weekly podcast at gmail.com we have twitter and instagram both at weekly massacre so uh hit us up let us know What your compulsive eating thing (laughs) is, if you're hair or scabs, or if you don't eat, you know, that's another one. Um,
1: Or if you're a Renfield and it's bugs, mm. you know. Uh,
2: Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks. I hope everyone enjoyed this movie.
1: Do we sign off with Meow, since it's our our cat? Uh,
2: I think that's a good, we should change up the (laughs) sign-offs every month now, so That's that's fun. All right, right, everybody, meow,
1: meow.
0: I'm not doing that.